Welcome to Kick-Ass Radio, hosted by Joe Sainsbury, founder of Kick-Ass Women. Join Joe over the next hour as she shares stories and conversations that are both inspiring and empowering. Having spent over 30 years in the corporate sector, Joe Sainsbury kicked off her heels and became a coal train driver working in the rail and mining industry. It has been her goal ever since to empower and support women who are considering a career change into an industry role, making the transition as smooth as possible. Joe is a walking, talking success story of how taking the plunge into industry can open up a world of opportunity. And you can do it too. If you're a woman working in industry or considering a career change, this is the radio station for you. Let's get into this episode of Kick-Ass Radio. Hey there, Glow Getters. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Radio Show. Am I excited for today's show? You bet your kick-ass I am. Well, what a busy month we have ahead of us. Congratulations, ladies. Welcome to the month of March, wherein it's Women's History Month for the whole month. How's that? And in particular to the lead-up to International Women's Day next Tuesday, the 8th of March. Kick-Ass Women is going to be celebrating the past and focusing on the future. We want to shine a light on the incredible accomplishments as women of leadership, entrepreneurship and innovators throughout history, while also acknowledging the immense challenges women face today, especially as leaders, entrepreneurs and innovators. We are also taking advantage of it being the 12th year of celebrating Women in Aviation Week from the 7th to the 13th of March, and also timely as we have one hell of a special guest for you today to lead us into the celebrations of the coming weeks ahead. Now, can you expect a lady to say these words? Welcome on board. Now we are flying too. Surely those words from a lady would have surprised you a number of years ago because it was too often found a woman welcoming you on a flight as a pilot as it was a common concept that it must be a man sitting in the cockpit. However, women today are earning their wings, so to speak, and taking flight. The International Society of Women Airline Pilots, the ISA, has estimated that just 4,000 of the world's 130,000 pilots, or a mere 3%, are female pilots. And these women are paving the way for a new tomorrow. Rumours say that the aviation profession requires people with special characteristics and distinct physical abilities to engage in it. It's a mistake, as women are no different from men in flying aircraft. Women are always working hard to prove to the world that they are skilled, fit and qualified for the job. Just because you're a woman, you don't have to make double efforts to succeed. If we fail, no one says she can't succeed. Instead, they will say women do not have all the capabilities necessary to succeed. The lack of female role models may be one of the reasons why many girls were not considering becoming pilots or entering the aviation industry. Thus, we need to encourage more female pilots as role models for young women to dare to take the step. Now, that's just one of our high-flying topics today with our special guest, who is one hell of a kick-ass storytelling pilot, and storytelling she can do. We are going to try one-handed reading, pun fully intended there, and you'll find out later. The past decade has seen a boom in women turning to the page to detail sexy stories that would very likely make even Christian Grey blush. And for anyone who knocks erotica as anything less than an art form, women writers come to the world of erotica for different reasons. Some as a business opportunity, some to safely explore sexual fantasies they can't share in their real lives, and some simply to create hot stories that will arouse the readers. And I do think it's a positive for women that erotic fiction has become more mainstream. Not having erotica tucked away into some dark corner sends the message that it's okay to think about sex, to think about what turns you on. Erotica gives us permission, in case we didn't have it already, to acknowledge ourselves as sexual and sexy beings whose desires may be far more complicated than we're often led to believe. The fact that erotica, along with erotic romance, from blockbuster print bestsellers to upstart indie ebook publishers to websites and magazines, is so now so widely available means that we are becoming more comfortable talking about sex, including some deep, kinky sex. Take a stroll through any given bookstore romance section and you're just as likely to see handcuffs hanging about. Female authors are writing about straight women, lesbian women, bisexual women, male-to-male erotica and beyond, and in the process, giving their fellow readers access to all sorts of models of sexual fulfilment 
that don't fit any kind of mould. Have you considered long-form fiction or are short stories your thing? Well, we're going to find all the juicy info out today with our sensational guest, Naomi Radke, writer of erotica and master of short fiction. I've known Naomi for several years now and what drew me to Naomi's writing is her ability to do so much with brevity and clarity. Naomi Radke is a pilot and creator and founder of Omi Time Online Erotica Library. So to get bang for our buck today and also a clearer understanding of the overall experience of working in the aviation industry as a pilot, then taking flight into the erotica world, we are getting all sensual. And who doesn't love a cheeky, sexy story? A pilot story, flying high at home and at work. You are listening to the Kick-Ass Radio Show Kickstart, where we talk about all things working, women working in non-traditional roles in varied male-dominated industries, and I tell you how it is. I'm your host, Joe Sainsbury, the glow-getter. I hope we can keep you in good company over the coming hour. A huge shout-out to all the women working out on track and on site today all over the globe. Stay safe and have a fantastic day or night shift. And this might also be a good time for a trigger warning that today's radio show does and will contain some adult language. Let's get into it. Hello, Naomi, and welcome to Kick-Ass Radio. Thank you for sharing some of your valuable time with us today. I know you're super busy, but I also know we are all going to absolutely love the conversation um, with you today, and we're eager to delve into some hot topics. Excellent. Thanks for having me, Jo. So to kick things off, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career thus so far and what led you to pursue a career as a pilot? Wow, that um, goes back a long long time now. I um, was fairly much a normal kid, just, you know, bummed around and did all those sorts of things. But uh, I had a little advantage that my dad was a pilot, an airline pilot, and I was the youngest of four girls and... um, one day he came home from work saying, they're going to let women fly planes. And I went, whoa, that's it. Because uh, I've been looking for something um, that was different because I, I don't really feel like I was that normal <laughs> in some ways. But uh, when, he, when he opened the opportunity up by just saying that this is possible and it was when the first female pilot was in the news for ANSET, which was Debbie um, Woodley and uh, she yeah, took Ansett to court and so that sort of just was opened up my mind to that this is maybe something that I could do and there wasn't many because obviously she was the first one um, that was um, pushing for it uh, but once I thought about that idea was okay for me um, told dad and I was the youngest because there was no boys he went okay well let's have a look at it and so yeah I got um, got to go and have a flying lesson to see if I liked it and because I'd, my dad was a pilot, I'd been in aeroplanes a lot. So the actual environment wasn't that unusual, unusual. to me to be in. Mm. And, like, what a great role model to aspire to, to follow, like, in your, in your dad's footsteps. So as your role as a pilot, how did you, um, how did you, you manage when you, you're first being new into that industry and not that many female pilots in there? What were some of the challenges that you, you faced and that you overcome throughout um, the, the first part of your career? Yeah, it's interesting to start. I, um, I didn't think there was anything unusual about it until I actually started and went and everybody else seemed to be quite excited about it or, you know, thought it was quite a big deal. And um, because at school I was always in the science and maths area and it was obviously like there's only a few girls in that and I just thought you know that's just how it is and I got along <laughs> with the with the boys in the class and it was just a bit like that so when I actually started you know I sort of treated it initially it was like I was hanging out with some if I had a brother then this is what it would have been like hanging out with these guys but it was more once I got in further that sometimes there was people that weren't used to the idea yet of um, women flying and being in this in this sort of role, so it was more other people's attitude that um, surprised me a little bit, because I always say that the aeroplane doesn't care <laughs> if you're male or female. The right. risk is exactly the same for a male or a female. It doesn't discriminate. So um, it was it was just getting used to other people's ideas on it, uh, including passengers sometimes. Yep. So I sort of found a way eventually to just say, well. Um, you know, the people that matter are the people that I should listen to. Uh, so if a passenger was saying, you know, uh, some sort of comment about 
female drivers or something like that <laughs> I just go and it actually would normally up when I got onto the larger planes and and um with cabin crew the cabin crew would get more upset for me than I would mm-hmm. because I got I just really don't have the time for the distraction <laughs> I've yeah. got a job to do and that person that's offending me oh, I've got their life in my hands so that's just dumb <laughs> and it's it's good to see like you know sometimes it comes from the people closest to you um, that you can't live your life based on fears or whatever one and someone else's fears more so. So having that support has enabled you to um, to follow and and pursue that um, career. And it's yeah, I definitely you know, find that was luck, lucky. Um, mm. But that's why you know it's really important now that I'm older to to look back and go actually what legacy have I left? And I don't really at this moment think I've left enough. Mm. <laughs> um, so I'm actually now on a bit of a campaign to pass on what I found out from you know I found under way to survive aviation but then I found later in uh, my career I, I figured out how to thrive in it and that's the bits I want to share because that'll help lots of people save some time <laughs> and it's 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 definitely that way and like women have been involved in aviation from the beginning of both lighter than air travel you know as airplanes helicopters and space travel were developed and um, we have our own um, pioneer woman of Australian aviation as I said earlier next week being International Women of Aviation Week um, we need to acknowledge um, these pioneering women in a uh, in Australian aviation such as yourselves like you know you've you've had a great career that's spanned over so many years and Nancy Bird Walton who forever is etched her name into Australian history was tagged as the angel of the outback and that was during the Second World War. She played a vital role in recruiting and training women for the Women's Auxiliary Air Force. And even though they didn't see combat, but they operated as an integral part um, of ground and support staff for the RAF. So it's great to see that, you know, you're building this, this legacy now and that there is legacy behind that, that, that backs it up and proves that women are definitely deserve a seat in that cockpit fit and have every capability of um, mm. successfully having the careers and it is yeah. um, like you said know, sorry yep you're right the, the women then I didn't I wouldn't have thought it was a big deal mm. <laughs> they just wanted to fly like that's that's the the thing that you know you meet later but it is oh it is a big deal apparently to everybody else yeah. but um, you know and I felt like I, I didn't want to be a path breaker I just wanted to go flying because that sounded cool <laughs> and um and I could I could do maths but then um yeah they you know this it was it's all this later on the, the the complications around it but then when you needed it like women like Nancy Bird that you know that she couldn't even get a commercial license at some point because they wouldn't let her you know so that's right yeah. um just because you can't do something doesn't mean you're not good at it it's yes. really important message that to pass on that you know it could be a whole lot of other fluff and not actually the, you know, the facts, which Technical. is, you know, if mm. you understand it, you, you learn the plane, you learn the processes. And actually women bring a whole lot to that in uh, like intuition. Yeah. And, um, and that like I want to talk about more as well, you know, as I, as I work through and talk to young, young girls to, that might want to consider it, consider it like even a non-traditional role like what you're doing as well, mm. that you don't have to be perfect all the time. No. The men aren't perfect all the time. Mm. No pilot, no driver is, is, it's just that you have to have a place to um, figure it out later or learn or learn from mistakes yeah. and you're not, you're not perfect. And that's a really great message because I think some might stay away because I think they have to be like yeah. the vision of that all the time. But don't forget that's a human and a yeah. human gets scared and a human makes mistakes and a human has emotions. And there's a real shift at the moment in aviation, which I'm kind of part of with, really introducing into the other area I work in with the pilot union of really embracing the fact that a human brings something great to a complex system that you can't design. You bring, like you bring something where you actually have a will to live and how do you design that into a computer system or an automation system? So it's a really important thing that we need to understand. There is some value as we get more automated that don't forget that, you know, your gut feel and your intuition is really important still. And women have that in in spades, I think, because you do that as a mum. You know, yeah, right. And stuff. that's a great point you bring up because the future of work and the future of women in work includes that number or there's four, the four C's they call it, and it is creativity, 
collaboration, communication, and emotional intelligence is one of those biggest skills that advantages women have over over men. So definitely, you know, a career within the aviation department is definitely something that women can aspire to and pursue because we're one up on on a lot of those skills already than the the male. Well, it's actually just being finding a way to be balanced in Mm. it and there's, you know, there's a huge, huge advantage in it, but it's also making sure we don't go too far the other way and and make other people, (laughs) the men, feel uncomfortable. It's more the men are going this way too, I'm finding, and they, but it's just that I, you know, I, I've always understood it and, you know, when something went, happened in the aeroplane, whether it was a, a light came on or a noise, a noise is the biggest one to get your attention um, as well, like the first thing that happens is an emotional response. Mm. So you can't deny that you're human in there because yeah, I've often, right. like, you know, in the past it's been to dehumanise crew and drivers or pilots or whatever, but now it's like you, you have to be able to not deny the emotion, just understand it and be yeah. aware of it because then yeah. it actually helps you unlock your brain again because your brain's How designed to, to protect to it. itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So yeah. By, by embracing you and getting in sync completely, then actually it's really good. And, and um, you know, I, I definitely believe there's more space to go in this and, and women have this little place there that you can bring something to the party with that. So, yeah, it's very valuable. Definitely. And like we're getting on to that, like so you're you've stepped out of the cockpit now, and you're actually in a more of a um, um, what am I going to say a consultancy role now. You're you're in the current role as the safety officer at the AFAP, the Australian Federation of Aviation Pilots. So what does this role involve, and is this what you're talking about? You you you're setting up a legacy legacy here and passing on these messages to um, existing pilots. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. So I'm in a small a small team of safety and technical area, and um, but you know I did leave aviation in 2015 because I I kind of wanted to do a certain role which there wasn't that sort of role, which was um, really looking in this area of you know helping people that or nurturing in a way and it's sort of a word that you, I really couldn't bandy around too much because it wasn't that tough, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. I think it's tough, like, to, but it's, you know, it's an well, area you, where. There's your humanisation of it. It doesn't have to be tough. Yeah. It's just reality. It doesn't have to be tough. Like, it's just, a, um, but so then I, I sort of went, oh, you know, it's not fitting me at the moment. So I went off and did some other things, reskilled in other things such as business and in different sorts of businesses as well, and then ended up back in the safety and technical area. Um, didn't see it coming as a, as a move, but um, what I found is, like, right now I'm being able to give back to pilots and and serve in a way of you know understanding their role I have a huge empathy from actually going away from the industry for a few years and coming back it actually makes me super aware and of how challenging these role any complex area is and I have a lot of respect and now I can actually go okay now I can I can understand their problem and now I've got an area where I can go okay let's look at different airspaces or things that are happening that are challenging which we could do something about I can fit in the, I can do something about it now. And um, rather than just complaining, sometimes on the line you, you, you're frustrated by things, but you don't know, you know, who's got your back. Yep. I get to have people's back now, all pilots' backs, men and women, and yep. I absolutely love it and um, found a place to, to thrive in there. So the day-to-day stuff of that is work on any airspace changes coming through. We might work on, um, uh, I'm on sort of a support committee for you know monitoring the trends and I love being in that because I because I understand the the job and it helps to be able to bring that to the party and understand what it would be like for the crew and and I also work in um the support of um if they need sort of a peer kind of uh, support if they've got any investigations to do because everyone if anything occurs in industry like yours or mine um everything is is um looked at and investigated so they, they need a supporter for that I end up in that role and I really love being able to do that too because if, if anything um, happens in your career where it has a little hiccup, whether you fail a check or you have an event, um, it, that, moment, that moment in time, that's the worst thing that's ever happened to you because <laughs> your career's on the line, your ego's on the line, everything's on the line. So you need someone who's just going to go, okay, this is a moment in time, I've got your back. We can't stop that you're right here in this moment experiencing this, but I can help you with this process from here. 
and suddenly I've gone, I'm exactly where I need to be from this side of things, but I've learned some lots of things along the way as well, which is like, it's almost, I'm going to say it, it's, it's about being vulnerable. So, yes. you know, being around for some, a pilot when they're vulnerable is my perfect place, and um, which has also led to me the other side of my business of other things I do when I write. It's all about being vulnerable because I went and got vulnerable <laughs> to go and, and write for women and, and look at, you know, women and their whole self. Yep. And um, so that's something we'll obviously get to. Yes. <laughs> and, we chat. And that's right, we will. Um, so in your role, like we, you mentioned earlier, like we all need to fail to create success and we, we're human. We are human and we will have errors. We, and, in, in, you know, in my job as well, as we said, safety is a major, is your critical, most critical part of your job. And um, being a pilot, you've got the lives of passengers and your crew your fellow crew in your hands. So a safety critical incident um, is very deliberate, uh, deliberate, uh, deliberating is the word I'm trying to think, think of the word. So as you said, it, it hits your ego, it hits your confidence. So if um, you guys didn't have um, backup before and you're providing this, how much of a, um, a stepping stone is that in rebuilding self-confidence um, and, and reassuring the pilots that, hey, yes, you are human. This did occur. We will work through it. We'll, we'll progress into how we can measure for it not to happen again and how we'll manage it better should something, you know, occur again. Mm. But um, that's a great yeah. space to, to work in and it's a good, um, a good follow-up that obviously the profession needs mm. if you said it, it wasn't there pro- uh, previously. And we're all well, lifelong well, learners so and we all need to learn from mistakes yeah well it sort of was was there before but it's just it's at the moment just shifting into another gear Mm -hmm. is what it feels like to me and um because even you know looking at a union it's not just about industrial affairs it's about you know the human you know which is like and and what can you do and and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a good good to have you know this area of safety and technical is great because it's actually other pilots looking after other pilots yeah. and so there's two aspects to it and and what's shifting is um and it's sort of something we're working on like right now is a, a shift towards um that you know it used to be that the human was kind of weakest link in a in a complex system and now it's kind of you know it's flipping on the back and some of the you know globally it's starting to occur and so we're really looking at it right now to bring into the where the human is um almost the strongest link point, because yeah. at the with, with because you know in the past everything was a lot simpler so you mm. could see where things were breaking in a process now everything's with automation it's actually you don't see where it is in the process mm-hmm. and you're not seeing the actual um the workings of it so if it does stop working you've got to suddenly be ready for that surprise or that startle and actually then mm-hmm. so you can't and you can you can train for lots and there's heaps of great work in this yeah. you do um but that they can't design it for everything that might go wrong. So that's why the, the human is so important to have them developed. If an event happens, then they come back better. Or if they have a, you know, something going on at home that they have to take time off work for, they come back better. That, and that's a real shift even in the way Cass is looking at this as well. Uh, an event I've just been to actually was talking about, you know, looking at um, as the human uh, that, you know, a critical incident, like you mentioned, is not just something bad that you know something broke or someone got hurt a critical incident can be something at home you got divorced at that moment in time that's a critical incident for you because you have to then show up or not be at work or go and get help to then get back to where you're in your best in your best zone so so to speak and that's exactly right because we know coming to work and not being fit for duty so to speak regardless of whether it's physical physical capability or your mental capability that's a bad thing, like to come to work carrying all that load and to have such a, a critical um, safety-orientated job as a pilot, how do they function? Like they, they couldn't be functioning full on if, the, you know, the mind is absolutely working overtime trying to address things that they do and aren't um, trying to deal with at home. Mm-hmm. So to have that backup support and what uh, a better way than, also is to share experiences. You know, other other pilots may not have had the same incident, but something along the similar lines. And when they share experiences and share their learnings, you learn so much mm. more again, don't you? 
Well, we're actually, um, we have a, a bit of a mentoring program, which we're just about to potentially revamp uh, and looking at um, not just, at, you know, new people coming into the world of aviation. That's one aspect, but there's also, there's so many next steps and next levels in the industry and just same in any industry. So it's going from a, you know, small plane to a, a you know, slightly larger plane. It's going from a piston engine to a turb- turbine engine. It's going from one pilot to multi-crew. Like there's all these steps, which is a really good thing would be to do, which is what we're, you know, developing, is that at that point you have someone who's already at that next step and you just, you, you bridge that gap and get those people together. Um, and that way, that's where you get to share the, share the experience. And um, I was just on a, I was another, on a focus group about this sort of thing for women and getting more message out for women into aviation is um, bridging the gap but um, returning the stories and not telling the stories about how great I was all the time right. <laughs> and I saved the day. It's actually going, there's times where um, every pilot of any gender has you know, a little bit of uncertainty Mm. and there's moments it's hard and sometimes things go wrong and I'm not saying it's always just like a terrible, you know, incident or anything. It's just that something can go wrong where you suddenly not the sharpest and you might file a simulator check. You know, things don't always go right, but there's always a way through it and there is life after it and that's the sort of good stories to share um, to make it more um, palatable for people to Mm. consider, especially women to consider. So is and that that's right? I haven't done enough of that. I have to keep talking like this because I don't. I, I, the reason I actually got into wanting to talk more is because I used to always think it was about my own ego by like chatting yeah. about this stuff. <laughs> but I, I've realised that actually that was my ego not passing back the, the legacy. Mm-hmm. But my daughter actually uh, was talking about maybe going to space and doing to her degrees. She's just she's yeah. eighteen, aerospace, and then she might need to do some flying training as part of that. Um, but being in the mission side of, you know, more of a bioscience area, but you need to still do, and she thought she might have to do some flying training. And suddenly it hit me going, whoa, I haven't, have I set the industry up to where I think she's, you know, it's good for her. To, I, there might be some things I can pass on to others. And that has really kicked me into gear to, it's not about me talking about, it's not about me. I'm well beyond ego. It's actually talking about to bridge these gaps and pass on and maybe even expose more girls to wanting to consider it early enough so if I choose the right subjects to you know to go into this into an area like this or any non-traditional role because we're good at it there's lots of good stuff we do at it and it doesn't and it can still be girly because I went through a whole yeah. thought I had to be tough and a bit too masculine for a while and that worked for a while but it wasn't my true full self it wasn't until I really went actually you know, I have to just be me and once you find your like who you are you I that's where my thrive happened and that's sort of you know what I'm starting to share is you don't have to be anyone else. You just got to be you, and that can be. Don't be other women either. Don't be other. Don't be man. Just that's, be that's you. It. And that's the biggest hurdle. Uh, a lot of people have got to get over. You've got to be your authentic you. Authenticity is the best you, because if you're not authentic, keeping up that facade of being someone else or trying to be someone else, that's too much hard work, and that's where things will. It's exhausting. It is. Yes. It's exhausting. Finding your why, finding who you really are and just living through and true to who you are and being who you are at work, at home, that's the best way to be. And um, like, so in regards to that, um, what you're following up through now, like sharing experiences, that like a mentoring program. So is that what you're, you're looking at? Like, um, like a mentoring is so, is so advantageous because it's not only just a, um, an advisory, it's a feedback, you know, having a good mentor provides that feedback. They can advise, they can guide, and it's about their shared experiences and how they've um, traversed through, you know, similar, similar incidences. So having those great role models and mentors in the industry is definitely a great stepping stone to get the younger women involved and pursue, as you said, follow the right career path to pursue these careers and in, in different areas of the aviation industry. Yeah, and there's definitely, there's more than just, you know, flying the plane. There's yep, also, there's, right. I know they're very short of engineers, yep. uh, but, you know, fixing, fixing the planes, that they, there's lots of space and areas for that. And, and um, you know, engineering opens up, you know, because you want to future-proof what you're doing as well. That's right. Um, engineering has got lots of other options and that you can go into later as the world evolves. Aviation is an interesting one in that as a future-proof job uh, in that um, that's why I think we need to make sure that we're keeping pilots relevant and 
and you know train driving and stuff because you know they, it's easy to replace but um they can't design it for everything so I, I keep going like well, let's keep ourselves relevant by developing us is our emotional intelligence our responses to surprise and startle which it's called when something happens suddenly yeah. you know this is this is a huge area of um that I, I'm quite passionate about to keep keep pilots relevant and that's why people make, need to make the shifts. And so the mentoring, there is an element that we already have, but it's actually expanding it to include, um, you know, how you handle critical incident stress yep. and, and how you come back from that, mm-hmm. um, how you get yourself in sync and understand your early warning systems of stress or anxiety when something's happening to get your brain functioning again sooner, you know, and, you know, the, the best example of someone who got themselves in sync as a pilot is Sully. Yes, who, I was just you know, about to say the, that the Hudson the River. Into, yeah. the, into the Hudson. Yes. You know, he's like guru pilot to a lot of people mm. because he's he had because he's got a lot of experience, but he's also this difference. You can have a lot of experience, but you can also still not be that self-aware. Yep. He had everything, mm. you know, in that. And so he's a he's a great example of yeah. um, you know, getting into sync to be able to get because in that you no, know, it was like an unprecedented no, you know, that, no that engines, mm. you know the decisions and you're getting all these people trying to help you out like from air traffic control to actually just declutter everything and come back to the human who's sitting there in sync. Okay. What have I got? You know, and and thinking the positive, okay, I've still got the airplane flying. We're still Mm. gliding. There's a open bit of water in front of me. It's a huge decision, Mm. but that's someone in sync. And that's um, where the mentoring sort of to go, let's, you know, develop the mentors so that they are passing on, you know, yeah. what the, that yeah. side of the experience that they've learned and even develop them more. As, so it's not just, okay, you can become a mentor. It's actually, you no know, train for this way of this new way of looking at, you know, the human being so important in, yeah. the, in the system. Yeah. system. Yep. No, that's excellent to hear. So great, great milestones that, um, and achievements that you're working towards there. And I just wanted to ask a question before we move on. So what's it like sitting with men? For like twenty years, what's that done to you? Like sitting right beside, and I could, I could probably um, have a chat about the same, same thing. But when you're sitting in the, the same coffee, thing, we could, yeah, we, should, we could have a talk over wine about this. <laughs> yeah, well, I have a funny, funny saying that my partner, partner says because I, I do like to chat. Okay, so that, let's just get that. And I have <laughs> apparently have a knack of making a long story longer. So <laughs> sorry. <laughs> But he, I, I always used to just have a way of, I don't know, I just seemed to be able to get trust with people quickly. And often I really was the first captain that they'd ever, the first female captain they'd ever flown with. So um, I just tried to, you know, I, I, from that point of view, I just tried to make it comfortable that I'm not out to get you, I'm not the enemy, yeah. aeroplane doesn't care, just keep me out of the news. I don't want to be in the news unless it's for something fantastic, then I'd love yeah. to be in the news and, <laughs> you know, and be, do a sully, you know. Yeah. But, <laughs> But yeah, but then um, yeah, but then my partner says now because I chat so much that the scrap there was scratch marks on the inside of the door of the co-pilot trying to get out because I was sick of listening to me. But you know, so I, I found a way just to get along, and he didn't. I didn't get along with everybody, but I, no. you still and had you won't. what protects you. Yeah, yeah what you protects you is the the process and the systems and the checklist. Yeah. Mm. So you can you can not even like the person you're flying yeah. with, and you can still get along, and get the job done, and that that's really important to to separate it. Whether you catch up with them on the overnights and ha- yeah. go and have dinner with them, not necessarily, but mostly mm-hmm. you do. Or, but you know, you don't have to either. It's just more about, you know, what you what the important thing is. You need to keep yeah. each other accountable, don't you? But I did learn a lot about how a man's mind works, <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I could also. It, it makes me. I have a. I feel like sometimes I can think man. <laughs> and and that's from the influence of sitting next to them for 20 years and and in reflection of my life where I ended up in you know the two parts that I used to think were separate are sort of coming together as one in writing and and being you know just being authentically yourself authentically for me is about you know writing for women because I sort of went gee the men are missing out on certain things because they're they're missing the, the they're not reading the room yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> sometimes and the stories I would hear from them and I got used to give it they used to ask me to advice sometimes I've had oh they always do one, don't they <laughs> about I oh, can I ask you advice as a woman I just about 
drop my coffee, you know, in the, in the fire pit. You know, oh, I don't know. Like, what well, depends where this is going to go. I don't know. But, you know, I don't even know what you can talk about these days because, you know, it's, it's a different oh, it's world easy. now and yeah. what's appropriate. <laughs> but, you what know, I just, you know, found a way to, I always had, um, you know, time where it was just more relaxed because it's time. You need to sort of keep yourself mm-hmm. in a, Save about 80% because yeah. when you have to go to 100 when something's going on, you can't yeah. be at 100 the whole time because you're human. You know, we come back to that, you're human. So it's just being, you know, keeping it relaxed enough. But I did, I hear, heard plenty of stories. <laughs> and, and that's exactly right because, as I said, like similar to my um, position, we're in a confined cab and you have to keep your mind. It's very much vigilance on your on your job. That's your that's your duty and your task ahead of you, um, operating the the, the train in my instance or the plane in your instance. But we, yeah, you have, you engage in conversation and then you have your quiet time where that is your, you know, your zone where you are definitely on on tap to what you're doing and you need to be. Um, but, yeah, the confined space, as I said, the conversations that I've been privy to and <laughs> the questions that you get asked, it just, it really, yeah, it, yeah they are coffee coffee dropping moments. Yeah, yeah. So, actually, the, probably the, the hardest thing was actually, well, the newest thing was when I had female FOs, or co-pilots, yeah. first officers. That was a real adjustment. And I went, you know, some of them I go, I don't even know what to talk to you about. You and they're like, I don't know what to talk no, to you about because I'm not used to this. Like none of us were used to flying with another girl. And then after like the initial, you know, what are we, it just Ice became breaker. like, mm. yeah, the actual the aerop- flying the aeroplane was actually the icebreaker because yep. you just got on with your processing systems like everything else. Yep, you checked but then that. I found it was such a refreshing thing because the conversations were different. <laughs> Very different, yeah. yeah. So, Naomi, what advice can you lend and what would you say to younger women or women contemplating a transition and who are hesitant to consider a career in aviation at the moment? I would just say that if you're seeking something different, and, you know, um, you like the feeling of freedom. Yeah. Flying is a really good choice. And don't worry if you're not super, super brain on maths or super brain on sciences. It's just about being able to work out a problem and, and follow it to the end. And, you know, naturally women, I find that, you know, girls do that. Like they're quite, yeah. I find girls are very disciplined. I don't know if they all are, but the ones around yeah. me seem to be very disciplined. My daughter is super disciplined. And um, so don't discount it because it is unusual and that's, you know, in aviation, it is only 5% globally, but that's, uh, you know, it's not because you can't do it. It might just be because so many people haven't considered it. So just consider it and go and find out more. Talk to, talk to a pilot, you know, ring, yeah. ring me, <laughs> ring yeah. me if you want, you know, so, cause I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm part of a, you know, a public union now, so a pilot's union. So it's sort of one of the things that you can actually find out more and and it's and also talk to male pilots too because men are not you know the enemy either um because my son is actually learning to fly so I, yeah. I I sort of go it's not like you know I don't want to get him put down in the flight deck by a female either I want everyone to be you know there as their as their merit yeah. um but it's also you know find out because that sometimes the guys are even finding it oh, I don't even know you know at first I'm not sure how to be but that's that's where it's, it's important that we sort of go I'm just here to be a pilot. And so for a young girl considering it, just go and do, if you do the work, it's not impossible and um, you don't have to know it all on the first day because people think, oh, no, or if you get 79% and not 100% in a theory, it doesn't mean that you can't can't fly the plane. That's right. (laughs) You know, a lot of the stuff you learn in the Mm. theory, Mm. you don't often use practically. You don't use all of it. You don't. And so you figure out those things that are going to keep you alive. And that's what the training environment and now mentoring, Mm. which, you know, we're trying to be really big focus on so that you can go actually try and normalise some of it. So I just say just be open to considering it. And, like, I I place a huge value on having men mentor women because it provides a win-win situation for both parties. Like, the women come to understand the perspective, the approach and the strategies of the men, and the men come to understand those of the women. So it enhances reflection and a great leadership attitude. So I'm all for that. And definitely, you know, as we said, there's a huge demand for pilots, for engineers and air staff for the future of aviation industry. And... The future is still, you know, a lot of digitisation and AI. So we need everyone to upskill because those machines cannot fly alone. 
they need the human to work alongside and with them. So there's a lot of um, upskilling or if you want to transition to into these areas, yeah, definitely put yourself out there and um, ask the best question yeah. is to, to ask. There, the, there is pressure to actually, you know, reduce to one pilot in, mm. on the international and, and that's long in, flights. That's right. And there, there is, is pressure. Yeah, and that's in all countries. Yeah, and that's right. <laughs> yeah. And same with yeah. same with us. Like, you know, they are trialling automated trains and that, but you need that crew on board because um, in those critical safety incidents that may occur and do occur, you do need that 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 human there to um, hmm. to manage. Because it's interesting because you, you've got tracks to tracks mm. to follow, and the in in the air you don't like it. There's, no. di- there's different challenges in each of those that's because right. of that. Yeah. You know, because you're locked to a track, and we're yeah. not locked to a track. It still that's right. presents a different different problem. But as you said, and it's it's all a sensory thing. Like we work on sensors as well, like audible, visual. Um, you feel you 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 feel in the seat of you know in the cab how the train how our train's handling you know if it's if something's not right you can feel it actually in the seat so Mm. there's lots of yeah Yeah. lots of sensory things that are involved with these type of um uh, roles so we're going to have a little break and listen to one of the show's sponsors and we'll be back soon to continue on with our uh next topic hey glow getters have you heard about kick-ass women Founded by Joe Sainsbury, Kick-Ass Women is dedicated to empowering and supporting women who are considering a career change into an industry role. Visit our brand new website at www.kickasswomen.com.au or follow Kick-Ass Women on Facebook and LinkedIn today to keep up to date with all things Kick-Ass Women and the incredible opportunities and content we have for you. See you there, Glowgetters. Okay, thanks for tuning back in, listeners. And we are here chatting to Naomi Radke, who is a storytelling pilot. And we've just been talking about uh, Naomi's career in the aviation industry, but we're going to delve a little deeper now because, Naomi, I know you've worn many hats throughout your career and in life, but I know that you wear a very significant hat now, cap maybe, and one that you're very passionate about. Tell us about your business, Oh Me Time, and what inspired you to create and start this amazing and sensational business. Tell our listeners what led you to start writing erotic. Okay, so, right. So it was something that I didn't see coming. A lot of my life path has been, I didn't see it coming. But this was um, part of when I, I left aviation and I was working in um, business with my partner. We, you know, sold, started, sold a business. And basically I've learned business from sitting with him because he's um, in like accounting and finance kind of area. So I learned a lot about, about business stuff. But along the way, I was often doing a lot of writing in that. And um, people seem to respond to the writing or I connect very quickly in the writing and I didn't really understand it at that point and then I, I reflected back uh, to when I did year 12 I got I got an A in English and nobody understood even my older sister that considered herself the English expert <laughs> what do you need to be able to write to be a pilot like you didn't make it didn't make any sense <laughs> and um, so while, while I, I was out and I started going okay I started thinking okay what can I do in writing that I'm really I found release in writing it was my creativity mm. um, release and I thought oh, I need Very to sort of so. maybe do more of this mm. Mm. and so I I um, love to travel and we travel quite a bit and I said oh why don't I start a travel blog you know that's that's where this started, it started like that I started a travel blog and then I went oh but everyone's doing that you know and and um, sort of really moving on in my life you know I found uh, my whole self and um, you know really feel like I'm in my prime and, and and my super feminine and along with that so I, one night I woke up in the middle of the night and went you know what I should write about what happens in hotel rooms <laughs> I reckon you know we could do with more of that just you know because they're all a bit serious sometimes about you know matters of you know sensuality and intimacy we all get very serious and it's always meant to stick to oh we can't talk about that or you know women shouldn't talk about that so I sort of went I wonder if I should do that um, I could write stories about this. And I started thinking, okay, so I did a few with friends and some were like, oh, that's not for me or whatever. And I started going, okay, that's really interesting that for some people it wasn't for them to listen or read about the, you know, read a story about an intimate story. But also it made me go, okay, maybe that needs it more. <laughs> it means we need to do it more. 
So I started up um, Owe Me Time and the name came from Naomi used to get shortened to Omi because of my sister because she couldn't say Naomi. Um, so it's, um, yeah, so it was a bit of Omi, this is the Omi for me and then also the Me Time talking about the women who, you know, women who need to, you know, we need to get, get better at having a conversation around sensuality and, and, and intimacy because we don't really talk about it and it's not in a, a way that's, you know, has to be yucky. No, it's just a way let's tell stories and maybe along the way you might unlock some stuff for you because also like not passing back to a legacy in aviation I sort of went okay what am I passing on to you know my daughter or the young women around me you know it's up to because you know women our age we've got we've got some hang-ups around this around sex and stuff and that's not really anyone's fault because we just grew up in this world but it's also then you don't get to live stay in the story of oh, well, you know, I'm not going to talk about it because that's, you know, upsets my mom or whatever. No, so now I went, okay, I'm going to start, start writing stories. So I started Omi Time, which is three different um, uh, season type, uh, three, three different topics. So there was one about a woman who's single and going back into, the into you know, the, just and, and actually quite career woman type one. There's uh, one that's, you know, divorce, cup, divorce woman that's coming back and like the, the challenges and feeling funny about coming back and, you know, what, who am I now? Yeah. Um, because obviously her identity was probably attached a lot to her ex-husband. Um, and then also then someone who um, is married and they want to, you know, rekindle their marriage. So I just started these three different streams and writing and weekly episodes and, and, and I had a lot of fun writing them and I would actually start talking. It actually opened up a conversation. Some, some friends aren't still wanting to, but I go, the more they see it, the more kind of going, oh, yeah, like let's just relax and just chat about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I would have a few that would be really happy to talk about it and, and, and tell me some of their stories. And I go, you okay if I put that in my stories? <laughs> and they'd go, yeah, there's no worries. So a lot of the stuff in there is I started. And so it's just about women just becoming whole and, and, you know, there's so much power when a woman is feeling good or, um, you know, even if I can say it on, on your yeah. show, you know, in a climax, you yeah. know, how powerful is a woman in that moment? You know, why aren't we doing that all the time? Because there's our power. <laughs> it is. And it's like I and, love um, reading the, you know, the erotica for the pure and simple joy that it provides me and, you know, joy and other feelings that tend to, you know, come from the pants. Yeah, yeah, because also sometimes we're, we're off a lot in our heads. Yep. And sometimes, you know, even, you know, you can say like, oh, gee, I, you know, how do I change my get out of my busy day? And I, why not? Like it's this, you know, it doesn't have to be have a bad stigma around it. So I'm just all about having the conversation. So only time is about getting the conversation out about just be yourself, have fun, ask for what you want, or have a com- even have a conversation with your partner. You know, if it's if it's not right and you're not really enjoying it, you know, you get a chance to fix it or explore more. One thing, actually, I wanted to, yep. sorry, I wanted to talk about this other thing too, which I, I discovered in just um, another thing called OMG, yes, and I'm not even anything to do with them, but I actually signed up to listen to see what they're about because it's sort of similar to OMI yep. time, I thought. But it's actually, they've spoken to 20,000 women aged 18 to 95 uh, about, you know, sex and how mm-hmm. they like it, mm-hmm. what they missed out, what they didn't know, and there is so much mm-hmm. out there yep. that women don't know, mm-hmm. you know. And it is. And well, I you know, giving it's giving women permission to explore some of their own feelings about sex and fantasy and the unknown, curiosity, you know, delving into curiosity. And it's like you've got grandmothers now talking about about it with their granddaughters. So it's becoming more and more acceptable um, and women are becoming more open to these conversations because, as you said, there's a lot of information out there that a lot of women are unaware of and do not have not experienced certain experiences, the feelings, you know. So yeah, yeah. it's it, it's a great. So I, I sort of feel like it's, I feel like it's like an uplift to the to the world in a way. Mm. And and for a long time, I didn't understand. It, might, it was like I had to. I was cut in half. In what do I do? Am I a pilot and helping pilots, or am I? in the female helping women and writing sensual stories and sometimes I write stuff I go oh hell can I write that but I go yeah why not I give myself permission on that but it's you know the the gift I I have to give in that is just to open up the conversation 
and um, find out more. Mm. And, you know, because imagine if, how much power we've still got to unlock if we're all feeling good. You're like the centre of a universe in your family. So imagine if you start, if you're feeling super good and, you know, on a high level and high vibration, imagine the ripple effect that is. And um, we, we have a blended family, my partner and I have lots of kids, five of them. They're all grown up now. Um, but we've tried to be really open about, you know, everything around sex. And, you know, even before I started, I actually asked them, are you okay if I start writing in this area? And they went, you know, whatever, you know, like teenagers do, whatever. <laughs> and, and um, yeah, so, you know, I just went, went with it and, and hope that, you know, women are start being open to read about it and you're not bad. There's nothing wrong with it. You're actually fulfilling you, making you more whole, finding out more about yourself. You are. And for like a lot of us, kids, jobs, marriages, you know, the business of life, we're just trying to keep up with the world. And it's hard enough to do that, let alone having anything left for a sexual life. And we're all too tired, too stressed, too worried to have a great adventurous, you know, intimate um, relationship. But reading about it may well be what we all just have energy for at the time. And that's a a great de-stress and, you know, provides that, that, de-stressing um, so um, yeah. yeah and also even just to take your mind off the busyness of our lives right. yep. to maybe just to wake up you know ignite something inside yourself so then you, you do want to so then and then like a, you know a ripple effect you know can happen even with your with your partner or you know that that you can you can feel good and you're allowed to feel good <laughs> and, and that's right you know, and, and why not and make it a priority and um, this is like a lot of the stuff in there too is hearing what what the guys aren't doing right and yep. listening to them in the flight deck has actually helped me write <laughs> from the, and and from help the, them it's it's a it's a win-win yeah. isn't it like we said it's a win-win situation their contribution and your contribution everyone yeah. everyone learns and wins from it and like it's actually you know men should read it too yeah <laughs> that's exactly right it's exactly right yeah. it's it's the unknown and until you know as, as a guidance know, manual yeah. yeah a guidance manual and actually yeah. what we want <laughs> that's exactly right and it's, um, in your own words, it's a journey of the mind to where you want to take it. So where lifelines are perfect yeah. and the imperfections are embraced. Um, and I love that. And um, yeah. so I've, I've, I wanted to ask you the term of bibliotherapy. Have you heard of it? And what does this fancy word mean? Like I come across it oh. in a bit of research and I'm like, No, oh, I don't know. So no. I'm happy to be educated. Well, I... <laughs> I come across it and I thought, no, the question was, have you ever heard of bibliotherapy? And I'm like, no. And then I thought, oh. I'm curious though. Yeah. So it's a <laughs> bibliotherapy is an academic term used to describe the amazingly beneficial and very delightful mind-body reactions that occur from reading sexy erotic stories. There you go. So you're wow. a biblio- bibliotherapy practitioner. There you go. A bibliotherapy? I don't know how you say yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do do a lot of writing and I spend a lot of time on the thesaurus. I haven't come across that one, but I certainly will be looking at that yeah. just because I like having, sometimes I like having big words, you know. Quirky, but... Yeah, they are. And that's the word I come across. I thought, oh, I must ask, ask yeah. you. So yeah. it, it's, like an, it's like, you know, when we're talking about in trying to get pilots in sync yeah. to perform better, it's like getting yourself in sync so you're in a space that you want, you want sensuality and, and you want to experience it you know, the, that good feeling, that, like that it's okay and you give yourself permission. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I might have to look into it after this. <laughs> that's right. So bring your sexy back now. Like, yeah, get into yeah, get your, get your sexy back. And <laughs> it's really important, you know, really important, for especially women. You can get tired after the kids grow up. You forget. You have to almost, you know, if you haven't got a great, great sex life, then you mm. actually got to go back and remember and you know you're you, you're kind of responsible for it yourself in a way to speak up yeah. and learn perhaps what how to speak up or you know so that's just going doing research and this is just one way that I wanted to make it you know relaxed and the story so that it's you know the story in it and there's all also intimate scenes in it and I had to you know learn about how to actually describe them so I've done a lot of thinking on this so yeah on, on how and, and exploring myself but then actually how to describe it is a different thing altogether because it actually yeah. gets quite clinical in the description to be able to write it <laughs> and I like I, I know from my own experience of being um part of the OME time library um was you know Jess the tradie lady and I, I think I resonated yeah. resonated with her straight away but like yeah. 
Um, just having a laugh, even during when things yeah. go a bit wrong. Like, who cares? It's just hilarious. I, you know, you know, there's funny things that happen. I, I find the funny in everything, even oh. in probably the inappropriate time. But, <laughs> but that, that's, you know, that's where you find enjoyment. And, like, it's you mightn't have read this kind of um, fiction before because, you know, a long time ago you never talked about it. Um, you've, people were ashamed, women were ashamed or it was, you know, you're embarrassed to talk about it with anyone other than, you know, there, there is some very liberated women out there. But it's such a, a topic of conversation these days because it's a learning experience and we all need to learn and we all need to yeah. know how to how to make ourselves feel the best and that's you know as we said mm. it's a de-stressing uh, mechanism and it it makes us feel good and it mm. it produces um good vibes and good feeling good vibes that's it that's, and then you know the more good vibe in the world especially right now in the world like we need some yeah, good vibes oh, definitely yeah because <laughs> you know there's a lot of not good vibes in the world in the world that, that's you know, right you can, and you could be worried so you know at first it was like a, a bit funny for me in a way that I didn't understand these parts of me but it was a part of my own journey to figure out the whole thing in aviation and writing only time is actually about being vulnerable enough to be myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that's what I did. I'm going to write stories in this and, you know, it doesn't make me the expert in this area. It just makes me go the one that's stepping out there and I'm like, why not? Let's just have a, have a laugh, write about it. You know, if it affects in a good way, that's good. Or if it makes you go, oh, what's that about and find out more, that's good too. And, if, you know, but I think I've done the four seasons. I'm um, just sitting at the moment to work on season five. Season five is going to be a bit different because I want to actually bring a little bit more of the, um, the stuff that lots of people didn't know. Uh, so I don't know if I'm going to introduce new characters and stuff to actually explain a whole, um, you know, because this, this, what I was talking about before, these 20,000 women were interviewed, I was super surprised and I've been listening to a lot of the videos on it. The so much that they didn't know they were allowed mm. to ask or they didn't know that you could have that or, yep. you know, that you could, sometimes it's different for everybody. Like mm. what you like is different to the one next to you. Mm. Or like some, and, and, and so to find out, how else are you going to find out if you that's, don't go and get curious somewhere? Yeah, that's right. So um, I think we've, we've pretty well covered this. Um, so do you think erotic fiction has a sustainable place in women's erotic lives? I think it does for, you know, overwhelming. I think we're only... At the beginning, beginning. I think, yep. yeah, and it's it's even just, um, you know, so if you haven't, you know, check out Omi Time if you want, but also mm. check out OMG, yes, I should actually ring them and talk to them because yeah, I talk about Yeah, you should do, yeah. <laughs> Collaboration. I'm saying I was, I'm just like, thank goodness they're getting There's these, you know, this, yep. the stuff out that, you know, it doesn't always work. Sometimes it does. So I want to bring a bit more of the, you know, the challenge into season mm. five, I think, that, you know, and a lot more laughter. <laughs> I want to laugh about, you know, simple the simplest things that can go wrong but even you know making that even just still it doesn't mean it's over it just no that's that, right you, know, you, you get a bit more vulnerable and, yeah yeah, mm. yeah again vulnerable in just going okay yes that's for me that's or that's not for me or I don't want to do that or we you know it's, everything's okay like it's really important that you know young girls even old women like you know yeah. if, if it's not for you that's okay it doesn't mean you know or you something have to else. do something you know you yeah. don't want to do yeah you can adjust or tweak it you know yeah. so keep, keep looking until you can tweak it till it's right <laughs> <laughs> so you and you like you, you've touched on this now because I was going to ask you tell us about your your next writing experience and are you considering putting pen to paper again so we're talking about se- series five and moving on to some new characters yeah. maybe introducing new characters so we'll be looking forward to that yeah no thoughts of putting a book together like an actual oh yeah, well, actually, there is thoughts on a that. Novella um, would be a good, you know, good idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was pondering that of even um, bringing it out as an ebook, or yeah. even you know, maybe even looking at season five in a different format just to try that as well. Mm. And 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 well, there's lots of opportunities. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I'm quite busy, but it's one of those things that you know, when it's something creative, create you need creative, you know, for your inner human. Yeah. <laughs> to find your pace of of you know to decompress and yeah. so I don't find it when I'm writing I disappear so it actually is a dec- it is actually a release not actually mm. um hard but I yeah I actually consciously at the start of 2022 stopped just to um have a breath and, and see where I'm going with it and find out why there's two parts to me but as it turned out there's not it's actually I'm becoming whole in this and actually 
living you know where it goes from here I yeah just living and and like the experiences and learning in one area sort of just gets evolved into the other and um yeah so I definitely considering um some sort of book or yeah, right. I, know, think now, I think like it's a great idea. I think it would be telling yeah. telling the funny stories. Yeah. yeah. Telling the funny stories that can go wrong. <laughs> it <should be> like <laughs> that. People love those things. <laughs> and and it is the quirkiness of it, the the unexpectedness of it. That's what that's what sucks you in, you know. You you're wanting to know oh, what's gonna happen now, what are they gonna do now? So uh, yeah, I think it's it's a great um, great concept to follow. So lastly, Naomi, do you have any special offers that you'd like to share with our listeners? Would you like to share anything else? Any other stories today? Oh, if they'd like to jump on, if they'd like to jump on to, uh, it's www.o-metime.com, which you'll have on all your bits yep. around this, I guess. And there's always, um, you can jump on there and get um, 30 days free just to see if you like it too. Um, and I would just say if it challenges you a little bit, that always makes me go, maybe I need to look at that more. more. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I can have a look at that and, yeah. And, that's, um, and I just, think that's that's the key because you won't know until you go and read it because you, the intrigue will get you and you'll think, oh, I, I need to read more on that. I need to read that. I need to read yeah, yeah. And so, I'm okay. This is yeah. all okay and I'm yeah. not bad. I'm no. fine. This is just fine, ladies. <laughs> yes, it's exactly right. It's a natural phenomenon. It's a natural feeling. And you, who doesn't want to feel good in every aspect? Yeah, exactly. It's your all superpower, right. as I yes. would call it. <laughs> definitely well look thanks Naomi it's been a great conversation and one that is sometimes more often than not entered into quite so liberally so happy to have the conversation today and happy to have it again later on in the year we'll come back and uh, revisit and see what yeah I'd um, love to <laughs> series five has brought out for us we'll put your links up on the show notes and on our website for anyone wanting to reach out to Naomi and I highly recommend you get on Omi Time website and sign up and take care of yourself and um, listen, learn a little bit more take, about yourselves. Look, look yeah, forward to take care of your up. intimate self. Yes, that's exactly right, your sensual <laughs> self. And yeah. learn all about these senses and, and sensational feelings. Um, but, no, thank you very much, Naomi. It's been a great conversation and we, we do look forward to t- having a chat to you again. Hey, Glowgetters. Did you know that Jo Sainsbury is a published author for her book High Heels to High Viz? and has been named an Amazon number one bestseller. Telling the story about Joe's transition from the corporate sector into industry, High Heels to High Viz acts as a guide for women who are considering a non-traditional role and career. High Heels to High Viz is available for purchase online at all leading bookstores, including Amazon, Dimex, Waterstones and eBay. Um, That's it, guys. I do hope you've enjoyed our show and our guests. A very big special thank you to Naomi Radke of Omi Time and as what we said she is the storytelling pilot um, thanks for sharing so much of this invaluable information with us and I hope you've all found the information inspiring and it gives you something to ponder and maybe action over the weekend feed the curiosity after we've learned about why there aren't more female pilots and the skills women need to study aviation we must know what must be done to increase the number of women in the aviation field positive action and cultural development is one to start with. So I think it's important to work positively and make it easy for women to be in the aviation industry and advance along the career ladder up to management positions. So we need to change the culture and prejudices about women's participation in the field, even though there is, it's been a lot more prevalent, um, the women entering in the field nowadays. But I wanted to leave you with some high-flying info and the benefits of reading erotica fiction before we go. So empathy, Imagine, cre- imagining creates understanding. And we talked about emotional intelligence earlier on, but put yourself in the shoes of others and grow your capacity for empathy and mainly for yourself. You can hardly do better than reading erotica fiction, I think. And um, <laughs> when we read about a situation or feeling, it's very nearly as if we're feeling it ourselves and that's what you want to. You want to feel what, it, you know, you want to be able to feel it. And it's great for disengagement. Reading is most effective for stress. So de-stress, ladies. Sleep, regular sleep. It's better for regular sleep. Relax before you go to bed, you know, in bed. Practice what you're reading. Let it all all occur and you'll get, it it creates the perfect environment for helping you sleep. Um, Life is complicated. Oftentimes, you know, as we said, the busyness of life takes over. 
take the time for your own me time and get into it. Enjoy it. <laughs> it makes us happier. So all these factors yeah. are great. And I think it's, yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think it's great. So thanks, Naomi. And for all the listeners, thanks for your time. Catch up on all the show notes um, on the website and under all the social media posts. It's not goodbye. It's see you later. We'll catch up with you next week. Tune in for another great guest and happy International Women's Day on Tuesday. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Joe. Bye, everyone. Thanks, Naomi. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Kick-Ass Radio, where we kick goals and deliver empowering conversations for women. Want to hear more from Kick-Ass Women and Joe Sainsbury? Visit the Kick-Ass Women website or follow Kick-Ass Women on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. See you on the next episode of Kick-Ass Radio.